Hi, this is Shauna, the CEO and founder of Fuel Talent. One of the things I have loved most in my 25-year recruiting career has always been the stories that people tell. Stories of leadership, career choices, company ideas, and team building. My inspiration for starting the What Fuels You podcast came from being curious about people's lives and wanting to help share their stories. What path brought them to this place? What decisions did they make that led to failures and successes? Who influenced those decisions and what lessons were learned along the way? I hope you enjoy the What Fuels You podcast. Today's guest on the What Fuels You podcast is Liz Pierce for the second time. Liz is co-founder and CEO of Seattle-based Fresh Chalk, a social network aiming to give you a faster and more efficient way to find trusted recommendations. The site allows users to search through local service providers like plumbers or vets and products like electronics or beauty products to see which have been recommended by your closest friends and, you know, other people that you know. Prior to Fresh Chalk, Liz was with Liquid Planner for 11 years, starting as the company's marketing contractor and working her way up to COO and ultimately to CEO in 2012. Liz is an entrepreneurial leader who got ground-level marketing and product management experience at tech giants such as Amazon, Google, and Sony, or just kind of tech giants, right? <laughs> tech giants, wow, before making her way into the startup world. She's an active member of the Seattle startup and technology community, and she's passionate about mentoring and advocating for diversity in technology and leadership. And this is our second time, as I mentioned, having you on. The first time was so fun. We had you and your daughter, and I'm so happy to welcome you back. Good to see you. For having me again. Yeah, I will, I will spare you of a second round of rapid fire, and we're just going to dig in because, as you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of yours and also a huge fan of Fresh Chalk. Um, so tell anybody who's listening about Fresh Chalk and kind of the origin story. Yeah, so um, Fresh Chalk came about, actually it was the brainchild of some of my co-founders. So I have three co-founders at Fresh Chalk, um, Adam, Patrick, and Nathan. And they previously founded a couple other startups and one of those startups was acquired. And as part of the acquisition, they moved from Seattle to Austin. A bunch of them just picked up and moved. And in that process, found themselves in a new city with their families, in new homes, with no resources. They didn't know who to call for any of their needs. You know, what plumber do you call? What if you need a landscaper? Who's going to clean your house? You know, all of and these. More importantly, things. like the hairdresser, the facialist, the dumb. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I know. I have an no old kidding. house. I'm constantly thinking of these like that are issues. Yeah, the um, problem is important, of course. Exactly. And Adam Doppel, this, uh, is his full name, had a spreadsheet and he's, he's a maximizer and maximizers are all about research and like considering all the options and evaluating and interviewing. So he had, he ended up with a spreadsheet of, of everybody you needed in Austin and people who moved down with him were like, give me the, give me the spreadsheet. Like I need your spreadsheet. Yeah, got, give me some of the goods. Exactly. So he was keeping a spreadsheet up to date. And when they ultimately moved back to Seattle a few years later, he had to redo the spreadsheet for Seattle and people were now asking for the spreadsheet. And so Fresh Shop really came out of this need that so many people still have, which is how to get recommendations from people that you actually know mm -hmm. quickly, efficiently, um, and have those re recommendations be trustworthy. Yeah. And so, so 
Tell me, because I know that before Fresh Chalk, at least for me, I would kind of put it on Facebook, although I didn't really want to deal with like all of Facebook. I I wanted to kind of keep it with a subset and I didn't want to have to engage with people. Yeah, Facebook has been kind of what people have fallen back to for lack of a better option. And one of the challenges people have is that once you ask it on Facebook, people, a bunch of people write back. You have to go, you know, research and kind of hunt and peck to find the businesses or whatever they're recommending. And then the next day you go to look at it and it's gone. You can't find it. It's disappeared. If you're in a group, people ask the same question over and over again because the responses aren't organized or searchable. So you kind of lose that information just by nature of those systems. So with our system, everything is organized. You know, when I am looking at my recommendations, if I search for landscapers, I see right away the ones my friends have recommended. If I ask the question, all the responses get tagged and then those get mapped to the categories themselves. So when I go search, I can always find the answers to my question that I asked, even if it was six months ago, I can find it by searching. Right. And with the link to the landscaper, plus the reviews, it's not like they're just like, oh, call Johnny. They're like, here's Johnny's contact info. Here's a website usually, right? Yeah. Fresh Chop does that for you. So you just- Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the business. the coolest. Yeah. And we magically populate it with all the information. So, um, you know, it's nice when you're recommending between friends because you don't need to write like six paragraphs about why you like this house painter or what your experience was with this hair salon. If I know you and I'm like, oh, Shauna's hair always looks perfect. I want your hairstylist. <laughs> Not today, so. but yes, thank you. <laughs> I actually am trying to lighten it and it's gone a little orange, but yeah, thank you. Um, So tell me exactly what the company does as far as like the business model. How do you guys make money? Yeah. So we're a seed stage company. So we're pretty early in our, in our journey and our, um, we have, we raised some venture capital last year, just a small round. And right now we're not charging anybody for anything. So there's no ads on Fresh Chalk today. Nobody's paying to be a member. Um, It's free and open to all. And our main goal right now is to build a great user experience. And if we can do that, more and more people will join. And eventually, um, you know, there, there are a number of ways that you can monetize a site once you have all those great eyeballs. But for now, it's really about building a great experience for people. And yeah. Um, and how many people do you have on there now? Because I know that I was on there early because you came over and were like, hey, check this yeah. out. And then as I've started to get friends and people following me and asking for things, I'm like, this is like the whole Seattle business community. It's obviously yeah. like friends of your, of your founders and like the origin of, you know, the people. Yeah. Has it gone kind of three, four, 10 layers deep at this point? There's definitely a lot more people on Fresh Talk that I don't know now, personally now than it were when, when you first joined. And it did kind of, we're building from this inner core um, of, of people and everyone, you know, gradually invites people that they know. And so it's growing at a nice pace. And this year we're looking to expand outside of Seattle. So we're excited to go tap into some of the new markets where we already have business information, but we haven't really invested in building a community there yet. This year is our year to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And so you mentioned that you started it with three other co-founders. How did you even get introduced to them or did you know them from a prior life? Um, and, and also, why did you get chosen as the CEO? So weirdly, I didn't know them because as you pointed out, I've been on the startup scene in Seattle for more than a decade. And I, I feel like at events, I've met people and I, you know, heard t- people's names all the time and I eventually crossed paths. But over all that time, I never met any of them. 
And we were introduced by a mutual friend. And I guess they had, you know, they had this prototype of an idea. They're like, we think this could be something. We need a CEO. All three of them are engineers. And a number of mutual friends recommended me as someone they should talk to. And we got together and um, I was like, well, I'm like a B2B person. You know, I've always done B2B. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing quite a bit, but they were yeah. like, figure it out. Yes. And how, how would you describe your leadership style? Because I know, obviously, we've been friends for a long time, and I would describe what I think it is, but I'm curious how you would describe it. Can you ever really describe your own, your own style very well? I think so. I mean, you know yourself, you, you are like the master. And so I'm just, well, okay. So what do other people say about you then? I don't know. They say it behind my back, I guess. Um. <laughs> well, I would guess if I'm working with you that you are direct uh, transparent, uh, empathetic. Like those are some of the words that would come to mind. Um, excellent follow through. You are one of those friends who, you know, I leave and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have five different things to follow up with. And then I have an email by the time I got back to my desk, like you're just, (laughs) you're on it. I know that you were studying all sorts of like sleep and productivity. Um, I, you know, I think it probably comes from my background as a project manager. And I think, uh, you know, I was a project manager at Amazon and at Google and at Sony prior to start joining Liquid Planner, which is a project management software company. So I spent all this time kind of steeped in like what makes projects successful. And at the end of the day, everything we do at the company is some kind of a project. And I think one of the things I'm good at is, you know, finding great people who, you know, if you can conduct the orchestra, they can make beautiful music. And I think that's probably where everything starts with me is like, I want to get a lot of stuff done. I have a lot of ideas. I know we can execute on them if we're organized, if we communicate, if we support each other um, and if we move fast. And so that's that's what I spend most of the day doing is just yeah. getting the place. Does it put you at a disadvantage not being an engineer or do you kind of stay in your lane and let them stay in their lane? Well, we have a really clear division of responsibilities. So I wouldn't say that not being an engineer helps me, but I would say, um, you know, you have to have balance and, um, you know, I'm really trust them. We go to market person and I trust them completely. Uh, But I also love product. I love talking about the product. I love tinkering with it. I love coming up with ideas for it. I love testing it. So I, yeah. I'm kind of a product junkie. Yeah. Well, and I feel like anytime I have something that I'm like, what do I do? Or, Hey, I'm on fresh chalk. You are like on it and, and your engineers who are sitting right by you. Well, I guess pre pandemic would just be like, we're on it. And I'm like, this is the best. I have like straight line, right. To the CEO and decision maker, but your, your drive for excellence is like felt I'm sure by everybody who's on the site. It's kind um, of like an illness in some ways. Like I memorize people's recommendations. Like oh, I know geez. what people have recommended. So like we had a new person start on our team last week and she's on Fresh Talk. She's joined as a, as a contractor to help us launch something. And uh, we were talking about someone looking for a financial planner. And I was like, you should recommend yours, Chris. And she's like, oh yeah. She's like, I did put him on there. I don't know if he's a good fit. And, and I said something like, yeah, it's Joe Ficara. And I remembered like the name of her financial planner that she added probably like That's nine so months funny. ago. Is it really Joe Ficara? Because this guy's getting a nice shout out. Yeah, on Joe, whoever you are, Joe. Whoever you are, Joe. Hopefully you, get some, hopefully you get some clients out of this. Yeah. Um, and so how did you come up with the name Fresh Chalk? I love it. 
So this, this story is, it's a little bit funny. So Adam is also what you might call a domainer. Have you heard of these domainers? He like has a domain portfolio. He buys, sells, trades domains. Just yeah, I have a friend who does that and I can't remember the name of the one that I love, but it's something like boys and girls or something, something like obvious that he got back in like, I don't even know, early 2000s or something. Um, yeah, it, it's a big business. And he actually just wrote a lengthy blog post on Medium about how he built this portfolio, like all of the details about how he did it. But um, of course, if you own a bunch of domains, that's kind of where you're going to go first yeah. for choosing your company name. And what we liked about Fresh Chalk was that um, it's evocative of like working with your hands. Like we didn't want a name that people would think was like a software company. The yes. Recommendations on Fresh Shop are for massage therapists and carpenters and people who work with their hands. Yeah. And we wanted it to have that kind of ethos, but not really have meaning that people would. Well, know. and also the word fresh also um, adds like, this is like current and relevant and new. And a different way of doing things. I mean, there's plenty of places where you can read online reviews. Like, yeah. We're not new in that, but we do have a fresh approach in that we're really focused on connecting you with people that you know, making it like a positive and authentic place. Um, you actually have to earn the right to write anything negative on Fresh Talk. So you can't mm. come in and put in a negative recommendation or say something bad about a business until you've earned a thousand karma points. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the karma points, but I am curious. You said that you raised a couple million in seed in a seed round. Um, a, what have you? What are you doing with that as far as using the money? And um, and also, how was that process? I know you've been through that process before. Yeah. Where did you raise the money from, and how long did it take? Sure. So we raised at the end of last year, and our main investor was um, a, a, a fund called Neo, and Neo was founded by Ali and Hadi Partobi. Mm. you might know yes.org they've had multiple successes and uh, neo is all about you know really nurturing kind of the best and brightest students and helping them to go into startups and so their whole kind of ecosystem is around um, you know just getting more young people interested in startups and then they have a fund um, so they were our, our main investor and then trilogy and Vulcan here in Seattle invested as well as a number of excellent angels who I lean very heavily on for advice and guidance and support. So um, it didn't take too long. I think, you know, in the seed round, a lot of it is the team and the fact that we had all done this before definitely helped. So we were able to, mm -hmm. to get it done pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we, we started trying to put that money to work at the beginning of last year and made some hires, which was great. And then COVID hit. So we kind of like braced ourselves and had to yeah, we pulled in our spend and we're like, we don't know how long we're going to have to bunker down here. Yeah. Um, so now as we hopefully are turning the corner and coming out of COVID in the next however many months, uh, I think we'll start to go faster now that more people are going to hopefully start to be consuming services again um, and life will maybe get a little bit back to normal. Yeah, I hope so too. So um I know that you said there's a lot of different sites where you can read reviews, and I'm just curious how you ensure that companies like a Facebook or a Google or a Yelp or some of these more huge giant platforms don't come in and I guess maybe they could acquire you. 
Um, yeah. But how do they not just like take market share and go, oh, that's a good idea. Well, they already like, have the market share. <laughs> I know, but like take that take specific line by like creating yeah. like a, their own fresh chalk. How do you keep differentiated? Uh, is it the social part? Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, there is kind of a different feeling to fresh chalk than there is on some of the other sites. I think, you know, just to look at Facebook specifically, they have, they have their hands full with a lot of other issues. And um, I think yeah. it's not a priority to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, my, my philosophy on competitors is like, you know, you want to look over to the side every once in a while, but you know, you're like a horse in their lane in a race. It's like, you are going for your personal best yeah. that you can do. So I try not to get too wrapped up in what everybody else is doing or could do as it relates to us and just try to make, um, you know, our product and our community is as good as it can be. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. And so how do people earn karma points? I think I have a lot, but you like do. what, <laughs> um, I know that you get them as you make contributions to the community and then you start to climb and you get higher and higher. I think I was in the top five for a while. I don't know if I still am. Are you going to look it up? That's so you. I'm like, you're like, I got to know right now. Um, But what is the incentive? Like, I don't know what I'm getting for that. I guess it's like, I could write a bad review. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, no, you're, you you well earned your way into being able to write a bad review. I don't want to do that. Yeah, so we, we started giving out karma points as a way to just have fun with it and, and let people um, kind of move up the leaderboard as they added more recommendations and they became more reputable. Every time someone follows you, you get karma and you have a mm-hmm. lot of followers also. I do. I got to um, check it out. Yeah. You probably like turned off the notifications because you get too many. No, but- what I get is notifications in my email to when people make requests but I don't know if I'm looking when people ask to follow me, I should probably make sure that I am. And then being able to say, yeah, they don't even have to ask. They can follow you just like someone can follow you on Twitter. So you don't have to give them permission. They can see all your recommendations. Um, but one of the things we've done over the last year, and it's been really fun is that we do events where the karma you've earned helps you increase your chances of winning really awesome prizes in our karma days or our karma fest events. Oh, I want to be at the karma fest. Yeah. So for instance, in, I think it was September, we gave away a home office makeover and. Oh, I remember that with that designer that I feel like gets a lot of props on your site. Rebecca West from Homes. She's amazing. And yeah. So if you, you got to enter the contest with, you know, entry is proportional to your karma. So if you have a lot of karma, your chances of winning are better. I love the, I love the word karma. It's so perfect. We really want, it is so much about just giving back. You know, your recommendations are there to help your friends and your community. And, you know, you don't have to answer people's questions when they ask them, but it does feel good to help someone and to, I try to. And then it's also helped me think like, Oh, I just had this good experience. Let me make sure that they're on fresh chalk. Yeah. Trying to like keep it up, which is good. And so you said you've made a few hires. What is your recruiting strategy and what type of people uh, are you looking for? Not, not necessarily the roles, but the attributes. Yeah, we just, we just filled some roles um, recently on the marketing side. And I think we'll be doing more hiring as we get further into the year and build out some of our strategic initiatives for this year. Um, You know, my, my recent marketing hire, I had an interesting experience where I kind of knew in my head exactly what I wanted. And I just started like hunting on LinkedIn and I found someone and I was like, this is exactly the person that I want. 
and she was the first person I contacted and I ended up hiring her and she's amazing. Oh, good. So it well, was like, fresh talk doesn't work out. I've always told you, I'm like, come on over, you'd be recruiting. No, yeah. you, would, you would crush that. That's not surprising to me at all. Yeah. I also just hired someone who, um, and this has worked for me my whole career, but she was someone who was in the master of entrepreneurship program at UW. And I went and did a guest speaking night there, Maria Krivanova, who I think, you know, it was her class. And I went and spoke to the class and she approached me a couple of weeks later and was like, I really like what you're doing. I would love to come help you this summer. I don't have that much classwork to do. So can I come help you as an intern? So she came on as an intern over the summer and she helped us with our recent launch of product recommendations, which was new for us in the fall. And I just made her a full-time offer and she starts. On oh, yay. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, that's really cool. And so when you're thinking, so the types of, I guess, attributes, if there is like, how would you describe your aspirational uh, future hire for Fresh Shock? Yeah. Well, so much of it is stage related, you know, the, the profile of, of who you need in the early days changes yeah. dramatically from who you need when you're at like a series B or series C level. So totally. I think the, the big qualities I look for are resourcefulness, energy, hustle, and just a willingness to like roll up your sleeves and do anything. And are those some of your company values? They are maybe not with the same words, but yeah. And so I know that um, you personally are very passionate about diversity and diversity means a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. We're all very aspirational to create kind of cultural diversity, but there's also the diversity of women in the workforce. Mm -hmm. how, have you, how have you done in that and where are you going? Yeah, I mean, this is something that I think for every leader, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're white or a person of color, it's really challenging to... Um, you know, you're always trying to hire great people and you want people who represent all different kinds of perspectives and backgrounds um, on your team. So when we started out, we were like 80% male in the company and like on the, on the gender diversity um, vector, we're doing well now. We still have a ways to go on racial diversity. And I definitely, um, I'm very mindful of that now especially um, given yeah. this year and should have, you know, I, I will, will fully own, should have been more aware and conscious of that in years past. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of work to do to make up for, for lost time and to do better moving forward. Well, any sort of diversity, you know, as far as women is ahead of most companies. So you're going in the right direction and that's great. And so how has this period of time working remotely and dealing with COVID been for your company and your culture? Yeah. Well, I think everyone experienced that shock to the system in March of last year when just suddenly it felt like everyone turned the lights out on our world. And as leaders of companies, you know, you have to kind of be out there looking and sounding brave, even if you are really terrified of, of what's going to happen. And um, the team really came together. We had up to that point had a couple employees who were remote and they're always like in the laptop in the corner like on the hangout but we were in the room all having face-to-face -face conversations so in in some interesting ways once we were all on that level playing field of being virtual it made those people's experience of working at fresh talk i think much better and we've had i think a more cohesive team in that way now that like 
everyone is in the same boat. Um, you know, we've, we felt a dramatic impact of the business in March when services shut down and people stopped getting their haircut and going to gyms and having weddings and doing all the things that like they would be recommending on Fresh Chalk. And we felt that. Um, Probably home builders, all the people that were adding like the man shed or the outdoor yeah. patio, those are probably on fire, but yeah, you're the right. All the, other was, the home sector was good. You know, I think part of what you have in a, on a site like Fresh Chalk is that like any recommendation in any category helps the other categories because people are like, oh yeah. And so it was like a lot of the air got sucked out of the room. There was still home, but it just, you know, wasn't the, the same as it was before. Yeah. Um, it started kind of coming back at the end of the summer, which was good. We took the opportunity to build our mobile app because we were only web-based prior to that. So over the summer, we were pushing really hard to get our first iOS app out, which is now available in the app store. I'm and on the app. I'm on the app. And so yeah. how about, the, how about the, the piece where, and I need to go in there and add, um, add them, but like when did the products part come about and, and what, what made you guys kind of go in that direction? Yeah, it was around September when we started thinking, you know, this looks like it's going to go on for a while and we need to kind of amp things up at Fresh Chalk and, and make it more relevant to what people are dealing with right now. And we know when you are at home all day, I mean, we were experiencing this ourselves. Like when you're in your own four walls all day, the things around you start to become really impactful. I wrote this in our blog post, but like, you know, it used to be that I would have like one cup of coffee from my coffee maker and then be out the door and the rest of my coffee would be from coffee shops. And now like what coffee maker, that coffee maker has to get me through the entire day. Oh my God, totally. Yeah, so, like, I need to have next level coffee. Yeah. Or like I, all of a sudden I need a printer and I don't want to spend a lot or I need this. And so the, we set about adding product recommendations to Fresh Chalk and it was a very kind of natural extension of what we were doing because the same people who would talk about um, where to buy an appliance were also interested in like, what is your favorite kind of dishwasher? Totally. And so there's a lot of synergy. The same people that are recommending bike shops have great product recommendations around bikes themselves or bike accessories or bike gear. And so we decided to incorporate product recommendations and that's been really fun. You know, e-commerce has been just going crazy. Yeah, it and, feels like an aha moment. I'm like, you know, and you think of something, you're like, well, why didn't I think of that? That's so obvious, but I'm so psyched that you're going in that direction. I'm yeah. a product person. I mean, yeah, it opens up, sure. you know, not only does it help us reach across geographic boundaries, but it helps us reach across, across different types of people, especially young people who don't maybe don't have a home or they're not spending money on services, but they're still going to buy, you know, a blow dryer or a yoga mat or yeah. whatever it is that, you know, yeah. they don't waste, money. tell them not to waste their money on the Dyson that I spent like a lot of money on. It's actually great, but it's not exponentially greater. Is that one with the like hole in the middle? Yeah. Okay. So it's just got so expensive. <laughs> it's like $300, right? It's like three or $400, but I was told it like, um, cuts your hair drying time like in half but it yeah. doesn't, at least for my hair, it doesn't anyway. So I'm excited that you have products and I'm going to check it out. And so your team seems like they're thriving. Has anybody um, talked to you about addressing kind of how to keep the culture strong? Cause I know you're a big culture uh, driver and how to address kind of holistically people's mental health right now. Yeah. Um, well, I think about that a lot in, you know, we're small enough now that it's, it seems like a family. So you're always like kind of looking at like 
all the members of your family and is everyone doing okay? Um, uh-huh. And so we we do things like events. I had I had a ton of fun over the holidays because I, because <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, but I made for every employee like a custom gift box of products and like went out and sourced all these different products and put wrapped everything and put it all in boxes and shipped them out for every person. Every person got like a unique box of like amazing products. That's awesome. It was really fun. I mean, it was a lot of work, but it was like, I really want people to know that they matter as individuals and that they're part of like the, you know, those things go a really long way I mean they really do and of course um, I'm trying to lead in the same way but it's it's hard especially for people who are maybe isolated and living alone and kind of processing like zoom fatigue and just all of it you know here's something I do that we do two things one is we have a team meeting every week and we start actually sold this from stream my last company they had, they did this in their team meetings and I loved it. Every team meeting, every Tuesday, we start the meeting with the question of the week and everybody goes around and gives their answer. So today's question was, what are you most excited about with the incoming administration? Oh God. Interesting. I do a similar thing, but I've a little bit like run out of questions. So send me some. Oh yeah. I'll send you my questions. Actually, I usually ask my 11 year old son what questions to, to Oh, That's so awesome. I, I talk a lot about like feely, feely things. And I think some of the people are like, this is amazing. And others are probably like, okay, let's get on to like mm-hmm. business. I talk about like food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're a foodie, so that makes sense. Um, so tell me about your like big picture, long-term plans for fresh chalk. Like when we feel like, ah, oh, we've arrived or I'm crushing it or my competitive spirit is like on fuego. I mean, I, I really have just like this love and belief in what fresh chalk can be for people. I, I, Cause I have it like in my hand, I literally have a recommendation for everything I need from someone I know. And I just want to give that to the world. So I don't think it's too much to ask. (laughs) (laughs) And what are your plans for expansion? Like, I know you said you're going to go to other geographies. What's the next geography? Yeah, so we're probably going to, we have uh, business listings in 13 markets right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So everywhere from Phoenix and Miami to Indianapolis and Boston, Denver, Portland, um, Austin, Austin, Houston. Yeah. And so what, what's the first city you're going to go in to build a community? We're actually going to probably approach all of them simultaneously. And we have, wow. um, <laughs> I know we have, we have some, some programs that we're launching this year that can be started by anyone in any of those cities and participated in by anyone in any of those cities. So we're going to have um, some exciting things coming out this year. That's awesome. And what have you, um, what would you say your takeaways are as far as what you've learned about, you know, I know that you've done startups, but more kind of as a hired gun. Um, it sounds like if I'm remember, I mean, liquid planner, you're kind of working your way up to CEO, but this is a little different being like, okay, day one, it's on you with investors and the board and just everybody. Have you learned anything about building a business or, or learned anything about yourself? Well, I think the big thing for me was making that switch from B2B to B2C. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, a big change. Like I could run a SaaS cons- or, you know, business software playbook all day, but consumer 
businesses like this one don't really have a playbook. Mm -hmm. So as one of my investors at the beginning, it's all hacks and we're just trying to learn every day. So here's an example. Um, for the holidays, after launching products, we decided to do an event called Fresh Giving. And I don't know if you, if this was on your radar, Yeah. but every day in December for 18 days, we revealed a new gift guide from someone like important to Seattle. And we gave a donation to their nonprofit of choice. And we did a giveaway of one of the products. So for instance, Jonathan Spizzato, um, who's the chairman of GeekWire, did a, a gift guide for modern Mad Men. You know, he's like- Oh my God, guy. he's so yeah. chic. I'm like, there's yeah. only one Jonathan. Right. Yeah. So he chose a watch that was actually like a nice price point and we gave away a watch that day. We made a donation to the United Way of King County. And uh, United uh, Way is, he's, he's got me on that board. Yes. Yeah. So funny. Oh, of course oh, yeah. it's linked. Yeah. We donated it there. So every day we had a different guide and it was like a KEXP DJ and it was Andrew Edwards who runs Gear Live and Electronic Site. So every day we had a different person, a different guide, a different giveaway. And it was really exciting and fun. And um, we're going to be doing a lot more different types of guides this year because we have all these experts in our community and we can you know, create these nice packages of information that people really enjoy and get a lot out of. So I um, love that. That's yeah. so cool. Well, I'm excited about what you're building. I love seeing you. We get to kind of have a virtual hug over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I just want to wish you continued success. I'll continue to do what I can to contribute to the community. I love it. And I've gotten a lot of value. Can't wait for your product recommendation. Oh, geez. Well, that's going to be an all day deal. I'm like yeah. just starting with the products in my bathroom. I, love I was just going to say, I loved my, my trick for um, getting people's minds going on products is like, just walk through your house and what's your favorite product in every room? Yeah. And, and it will, and it changes because I'm also a consumer, sadly. And it's like one of my, I'm, I'm constantly like, okay, Shauna, stop with the consumption. <laughs> but it's so fun. And I, I do, oh, I've got, I already have a few that I'm thinking of. The best um, ones are products that are not expensive, um, but that just change your life. Like here's one, the Lodge Grill Press. Do you have one of these? No, but I don't need any more. I mean, I have everything that you could, I have the air fryer and the slow cooker and the okay, but Instapot. It is a piece of metal. It's like, it's like a piece of iron with a handle. And when you need to like compress something that you're cooking. Oh, we have that. Yes, yeah. we have that. Nine, it's like 14 Because we make like paninis. Yeah. Yeah. No, we it's have great. that, of course. We do it on the grill. Yeah, we love that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course we have it. It's very donkey. You'll come over and look through the house and be like, okay, I have a full website right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, these are these are first world problems, I realize. But um, but yeah, I'm excited to add some products. Yeah. Anyway, so great to see you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And um, I will see you soon. Say hi to the kids. Take care. Thank you for listening to the What Fuels You podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and episodes. You can also contact us at podcast at fueltalent.com to provide feedback, ask questions, and share topics or guests you would like us to cover in the future. We hope you feel inspired by our guests and that we have helped fuel your day. Join us next time for another episode of What Fuels You.